Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud. My name's Elisa, of course. Today it is Wednesday, April the 14th. I'm shocked at the time. As per usual, let's talk about this calendar because in under a month, I am turning 40. I'm going to be 40 on May the 12th. Holy shit. And I'm not demonizing time or anything here. Not at all. Uh, am I afraid to be 40? There, uh, to be honest, sometimes, yes. Most of the time, no. But the point is, it's like, what happened to my life? Like, so it just flies by. I know a lot of people can relate to that. And as I get older, it seems to be going even faster, like so fast. <laughs> so I'm really proud that it's going to be my 40th birthday. I have some really cool stuff, some juicy things planned, uh, which is tough because of this global pandemic. There's a lot of restrictions in Canada where I live. And um, so we're going to make the best of it this year. We're making the best of it. So I have a show today for you that is absolutely epic. My guest is Aaron Shirelli, and I'm going to get to it in just a second. Before we get started, I also have some incredibly exciting news all in the world of Elise Unfiltered. Stay tuned. You're going to want to listen to this. So what's going on? Oh, well, here's the deal. What if I were to tell you that I truly believe that there's a way for you to finally get back into control in your life, lose weight, feel sexy, feel your worth, feel balanced in your life and get back into alignment so that you can focus on the things that really matter to you. Remove all of the emotional drama that keeps you feeling small, unimportant, and in an inescapable box. You know that Groundhog Day over and over, that day you're living and you're just not satiated with your life? Now, I'm talking about a simple step-by-step and laser-focused approach to waking up in your life and taking your power back. Oh, don't we all want that? Absolutely. This is the exact same approach that I use time and time again, especially when I faced rock bottom back in 2010, that has helped me to shift from a divorced, broke, overweight, and literally miserable woman hiding behind a mask, pretending that I was happy, pretending that I had my shit together, to a thriving, confident, and free from emotional drama powerhouse. That's how I like to refer to myself. And this is all without actually feeling shame, overwhelm, and judgment that we so often give ourselves or assume that others feel towards us. Doesn't that sound interesting? Absolutely. So this is the exciting part because I am now introducing my very first one-stop hub for all things Elisa Unfiltered. It is called the Elisa Unfiltered Inner Circle. Woo! Oh my God, I'm cheering. Let's just bang all the tables, guys. <laughs> now, in becoming a member of the Inner Circle, you will have access to 
not only my signature program, The Big Shift, Transform, Redesign, and Master Your Body and Mind, but you will also have The Vow, 21 Days of Self-Care, and any other course that I publish for the next year. And trust me, there's some really exciting things happening for summer of 2020, 2021 and winter of 2021, 2022, if you can believe it. And we all need things to do. I mean, I don't know about you, but we're in lockdown and this is the best time to work on yourself, to start this mindfulness journey, to start to become aware, like really aware and use spiritual awareness. So not only do you get access to the courses, but there is so much more. Like it doesn't stop there. Every single month within the inner circle, we'll get meditations from yoga experts and myself. So they're going to be new and fresh for you to practice and quiet the mind fitness and movement challenges to keep exercise fresh and exciting, get you out there trying new things, just thinking outside the box when it comes to movement. I'm so excited for that. And healthy recipes that energize and revitalize your body. Now I have been putting together the list for May and June for the inner circle. And man, you are going to, you're, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. All right. And that's not all. That is not all. You will also receive three 30 minute one-on-one coaching calls with me because you know what? Accountability is a thing and support is a thing. Community, building friendships, knowing that someone has your back as you're moving through this transition is so important. And I want that for you. I want you to feel supported as you're, as you're shifting, as you're figuring out the truth and designing your life, as you're living your life by design. I want to be there for you step by step. You will also have access to my body love, self-care and confidence success through community Facebook group. And ultimately you get unlimited Voxer support. This is one of the coolest features. This is one of the coolest bonuses because for the full year, anytime you have a question, concern, anything, you can hit me up with Voxer. Now Voxer is a walkie talkie app where we can share voice notes and I can help guide you every step of the way. This is exactly what you need right now. You need support, guidance, community, inspiration, and empowerment. And right now the doors for the Elisa Unfiltered inner circle open on May the 1st. I only have 50 spots for this exclusive opportunity. It's a full year of me and I can only offer my services to a smaller group of doers like you who are ready to change their lives inside and out. This is truly an opportunity of a lifetime. You do not want to miss out today. Right now, when you're listening to this podcast, the waitlist has officially opened. So get on the waitlist. There's no financial commitment right now to get on the waitlist, but I can assure you that these spots are going to sell out and they're going to fill really quickly and all the waitlisters get first dibs at those 50 spots. They will also be eligible for a big discount. You're probably wondering how much does this cost? This is probably a million dollars. It's really not a million dollars, you guys. This is absolutely an investment. The inner circle costs $997 for, for normal people. But once you get on the wait list, you get over 30% off. That is a huge discount just for getting on the wait list. So you're probably wondering, how the hell do I get on the wait list? You go to alisaunfiltered.com forward slash inner circle dash wait dash list. I will have this in my show notes. It's alisaunfiltered.com forward slash 
inner circle dash weight dash list. Okay. Get on that wait list. Get on that wait list. Get on that wait list. You will also receive more details uh, once you get on the wait list and once the inner circle doors open. I hope to see you inside. Okay, that was a long little spiel, but I'm so glad. I'm so happy to have this opportunity to share this incredible community with you. But let's get on to our show, why don't we? Today, my show is with Erin Shirelli. Oh my goodness, it is an epic episode. Erin is a modern day hippie meets boss babe. Okay, she considers herself a jack of all trades. She's a yoga teacher, a Reiki practitioner turned life coach. She shifted to a full on intuitive energy guide and she likes to call herself a femme power coach. Absolutely. Now, I brought her on the show today because she is an expert in human design. And if you have never heard of human design, go and Google it or keep listening because you are going, we are taking a deep dive. You are going to find out so much about the powers that be about yourself, about what human design is all about in this episode. And it's absolutely fascinating. She breaks down not only my chart, but my partner Michael's chart and how we mesh together, why things are working with us, how we communicate to each other. It's absolutely fascinating. So I'm going to stop talking now. (laughs) I know you're ready for this. Let's get to it. Here's my guest today, Erin Shirelli. All right. I am actually so excited. Erin Shirelli is here on the show. Erin, how are you today? Oh, you know what? I'm doing so great. The sun's shining. I can bring my dog outside without a winter coat. Life is good. Uh, How are you doing? Oh, same. I went for a run this morning. I was outside. I mean, it's getting so nice during the days. The mornings are a little crispy, but you're in Toronto. Are you in Toronto? No, Montreal. Oh, you're in Montreal. Yesterday, by the middle of the day, by the middle of the day, I was almost in shorts, but I started it off with the coat. It's one of those weird times. (laughs) It is. It is a weird time. It's definitely like all seasons in one day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But you know what? People are smiling again, and that makes me happy. So I'm like, thank goodness. Yeah. It's true. The whole vibes, the spring vibes, I just absolutely love them. All right. So interestingly enough, today we were talking about a topic that is relatively new to me. I mean, you and I had a conversation like maybe a month ago about human design. You said, do you know your human design? And I was like, yeah, I do. I think I do. I'm hearing about it everywhere. And when we started chatting, I had to have you on the show to talk about this subject because man, Is it ever interesting? It is a fascinating topic. And when I found out my human design, my life changed because I'm a very unique type in the human design system. And when I had got my chart read, I had never felt so seen. I'd never felt so seen and understood down to this deep core level to a point where I was never even able to put these things into words for other people. Mm -hmm. So when I learned this, it's this kind of mixture between a few different it's science and juju mixed into one and it basically is who you are to your core so it's just fascinating and I love that you know your human design and I'm pumped to dive into that (laughs) okay so for all the peeps that are interested in this subject and don't really know what human design is can you just re-explain like what is human design yes so I'm a manifesting generator so I'm just going to let y'all know that sometimes details aren't my jam but I'm going to explain it best I can 
So human design is three different systems mixed into one. So it's astrology, I Ching, and the third one I always forget. So it's these three systems that kind of merge into this one thing. And essentially it's when you're born, you come out of your mama and it's a, it's a picture of who you are at that moment, at that moment in your purest form down to your most in alignment uh, self. Okay. And then throughout life, we kind of move through and we get conditioned and we get, we start to create stories and we, we start to kind of conform to the people around us or societal norms or whatever the case may be. And we lose that imagery, that clarity of who we are. And human design helps us reel her in. It's kind of like a roadmap to come back to ourselves on that deep level as adults. And when I was kind of coming into this, I started with astrology and I found it a little bit too juju. I was like, okay, there's like a lot happening. I yeah. don't really understand. Yeah. And this one's more of a system. It gives you tools and it gives you open centers, closed centers and tangible things for my logical brain to get it. And that was really helpful for me. I was like, how can I deny that that's me? Because it's so me. Yes. <laughs> you know? It's really interesting because every single person that has had their human design read, every single person that I know and that I've heard on podcasts, they're all, they all feel the same way. They feel seen, they feel heard. And it's this really neat understanding. So are you saying your human design is kind of like your fundamental truth? Yes. Bam. Well said. Okay. It's like a manual. It's like a car manual that's specific for you. And I actually like to explain human design like like that. There's five car types. And if you look at the world, we can see all the car types. They use energy differently, but they all have a purpose. And that's like us. We all use energy differently, but all have a purpose. And unfortunately, a lot of us have been put into this bucket and been told we have the same purpose. Yes. So we got to get confused in there. And we're like, uh, I don't want to do that. I actually want to do that. But your parents are telling you no. Yes. Or that your boyfriend's being like, oh, no, you should do this. But you're like, but I feel it in my heart. Yes. And this chart tells you, yeah, go for it. Do it. Do the wild idea that you're thinking of. Do mm-hmm. the thing. Go. Fly. Okay. Interesting. So what are the five categories of human design? Or you said there's five. So the, yes, there's, you got oh, okay, so there's okay. five energy types. There are generators and manifesting generators. And that those two together make up about 70% of the population. Okay. And I'm going to give general numbers because I know some of them have gone up a little bit or down a little bit based okay. off of the needs of the planet. And then there are projectors, which okay. Elisa is. We're going to dive into <laughs> oh, that later. Oh, snap. You're about, you're right? And you're about 20%. Okay. Um, there are reflectors. They're very little. They're like, I think, 7 or 9%. Okay. And then there are, uh, what's the last one here? Manifestors. Oh, I've mixed them up. Manifestors are seven to nine percent, and then reflectors are about zero to one, zero point something to one percent. Right. Okay. Of I, the population. Right. That I knew that sense? the reflectors were the least one. I knew that they're the most. Yes, it doesn't make I, them special. I, I the <laughs> it doesn't make They're them so special. Special. No. <laughs> we are all here. Well, we all have a purpose. <laughs> I love that you say that because every time I do a reading, it doesn't mean right or wrong. It's not right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not good or bad. It's just the energy that lives within us. And it's up to us if we want to decide to kind of own it or, or not own it. Because right. it, sometimes people are like, oh, I wish I was that. I'm like, no, we need you. We need you as who you are because you are part of the system. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Okay. So all of these, when I first like heard these words for the first time, like generator, manifesting generator, manifestor, I was like, this seems like super woo woo. What, what's, what's it all about? But then as I dove into it a little bit more myself, now I'm very surface level in what I've, I'm really excited to, for you to read my chart and interpret it for me. Um, however, so, so why don't we like talk about what these words, what they mean? What, in general, can you give a few descriptors of yep. what these things are? Totally. Okay. So I have a business partner and we kind of describe it like a car and we, we coach women on how to align themselves with human design. And we like to see the five as a whole. So when you think of the motor of the car, you're thinking of the generators and the manifesting generators. We've got the energy. We've got the gas. We keep things going. So you, we, we are the life force of the planet. Okay. okay. So we're like, go, go, go. Yeah. We go, we go, we move, we groove. And then you hit the projector. The projector is kind of like the driver. So they have this energy that gets to guide us, the, the manifesting generators and the generators, because they see systems really well. Like, oh, A to L to Z to M to one, two, three, four, back to B. And projectors will be like, hey, you could just go A to B. You know that, right? And they could show us. So you have that. Gotcha. And then you have the manifestors who are here, the only type that can start a project and go, tra- they're the trailblazers. They're the only ones that can do it on their own. So their energy is a little bit more closed off to protect their really wild ideas. Okay. Um, so they can have a, a, a universal nudge. It can drop down this idea and they have the power to be like, let's put this into action. Let's build this building. Let's, let's start this. And probably Steve Jobs okay. had the idea of like Apple and was like, let's do this. Gotcha. Um, and then the reflectors are here to reflect everything back at us so that we learn. So if you have a reflector in a family situation and they're quite anxious or, or maybe up and down in their energy, take a peek around of what they're surrounded by, because it, it's probably not them. They're like a mirror for us to learn as we go. Mm, interesting. I like how you just phrased that because it got me thinking that this information is really great for us, but it's also really great for the people around us so we can understand what they are experiencing as well. Yes. And you as a, as a projector, because you're here to guide us and because you see things so, so clearly in a system, whatever system it is you understand, you now get to kind of help us, kind of hurt us. Okay. But in a way that is by your strategy, which we'll dive into a little bit later, but it's, you get to kind of use that energy more efficiently. Interesting. Okay. I love that. So I really want you to read my chart, but to get this chart, we need a little bit of information, right? So it's like my name, my birthplace, my birth time, the date, and that gives Um, enough information. Oh, place of birth. Okay. And that gives you enough of the time and place you were born. And there are a lot of free, free places that you can go find this. The one, the site that I use is mybodygraph.com and I can pass that off to sure. you. Sure. We'll put and that in the notes. Just create a free profile and do that. Um, the girlfriend that I do work with, she likes the Jovian archetype one. I can also send that one Great. to you. Sometimes depending on what your visual preference is, you might want one versus the other. That's up to you. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So that's all you need. Then you can look up your chart and everybody in your family. <laughs> I love it. So as a projector, what does that mean for me more in more detail? Projectors use, you are not an energetic being. So what that means is you do not have the go, go, go energy that let's say I have, 
Okay. Or let's say a generator has. So just so everyone knows, Elisa's partner's a generator. So I'm going to kind of go back and forth with how they work together. Yes. So you do not have that. You need a lot of rest, a lot of rest so that you can see the best that you can. So when mm. you're working a nine to five, you're not using your energy most wisely. And you're, you, no one can see this, but Lisa's smirking because I, I feel like she, she feels it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't work nine to five because I can't. Like, that would be horrendous to me. I can't even conceive a job that is that looks like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's like not your jam. Mm-hmm. Like, and all my projector friends are exhausted. My partner's a projector and he's mm-hmm. working like even longer than that. And he comes home and he just sleeps and he sleeps all weekend long. And mm-hmm. at first I thought this was so annoying, but I'm like, now I see I'm like, okay, Aaron, relax your Manny Jen energy and just let him sleep because he needs that. He needs it so bad because he's so out of alignment with his energy. Mm-hmm. So with projectors, because you can do things in such a simple way, you do things in shorter amounts of time. So a three or four hour workday is freaking ideal for you and having really flexible schedule to move things around when you need more rest. Does that kind of ring true? Yeah, that's 100% true. My ideal day is to work four hours. Do I do more than that some days? Of course. But I, course. I that totally rings true. That's the way I want to structure my life, 100%. Mm-hmm. And c- because you can do it. And even the other day, Elisa and I were talking and I was calling her about the business and she's, you're, you're very clear on how you do it. You're like this, 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 it makes sense. This fits in. And then I'm telling her back, I'm like, there's too much, there's too many structure. There's like, I can't do that. <laughs> I have to kind of come back around to it and feel it out myself until it becomes yeah. a structure for me. Gotcha. So that's like, I was like, oh my gosh. I really, that's so interesting. Cause like for me, I'm just like telling you, this is the steps and what to do. But exactly. Okay. I had to sit back. I had to sit back and be like, how does the, how do these steps fit in? And I'm not going to do them in the order you gave, but they'll all happen. And then they'll all make sense one day for me. And what are you again? You're a manifesting generator? I'm a manifesting generator. Okay, okay. We move really quickly. We're super nonlinear. We throw a lot of people off because we just don't make sense, but that's what we're here for. We're here just to follow our light, whatever's lighting us up in the moment, and everything at the end is like gathered for that. So in my 20s, I was a manager of a yoga studio. I taught yoga. I, I hopped from studio to studio, getting different experiences and workshops and, and this and that. And now mm. I get it because I'm running my own business. But at the time, my family was like, oh, my God, she's never going to make a living. Like, what's going on? She left university. She didn't finish that training. Like, we're not designed to finish things. We're designed to just keep flowing. Really? Oh, yeah. I have a few like people really in my family stuff. that way. And I'm in I, there's a few people in my family that are that way. And I bet you that they're manifesting generators. Interesting. Yeah, it was a mind and then when I heard it, like, I was like, wow. So my biggest challenge as a manifesting generator is owning my non-linearness in the, with my inner dialogue and being an awareness coach. Like you get that. Like I have mm-hmm. to work past a lot of inner dialogue because the world's telling me to be linear all the time. Everyone's telling me to be linear all the time because everyone's been conditioned to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like sitting by myself being like, no, Aaron, like this is what's up for you. It feels better. It, it's more flowy. It's more natural for you. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Other things about projectors, you need a lot of recognition. So recognition, like, so if you're not being recognized in what you're doing, um, you might not have the full capacity of energy, like a full bucket to be able to do things. So mm. with your partner or say, I know that you do some things with uh, pure yoga, like mm-hmm. if those people aren't recognizing you along your journey, you might feel at, with lack of a better word, less than, but mm-hmm. you need that recognition. You need the pats on the back. It's part of your design. 
Mm-hmm. Cause that's where you feel value in the system. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? I would definitely say that growing up, that is 100, like as I was a kid and into like my, my, um, skiing years as my, as an athlete, I a hundred percent, that was almost the pillar in which I survived was like being recognized for all the work I was doing. I, I might be okay with it now. Like I might be, uh, less looking for that. Uh, I, I'm not, not to say that it doesn't happen. Cause I definitely, no, you've done a lot of, you've done a lot of work around, um, standing in your power too, though. So yes. That's like a huge part of that for you as well as a woman, I think. So there's definitely yes. different factors that kind of live around that. I've sure. definitely learned to pat my own back. I, in, which I do constantly. So maybe that's the same energy or the same, yes, whatever. 100%. Yeah. So 100%. I'm definitely looking outside of myself a lot less than I was growing up. Uh, however, not to say that I, I actually very much enjoy being recognized in that as well. Oftentimes I have a hard time accepting the recognition too. I don't know if that's a thing, but people will say, yeah, they'll say like, good job. You did such a good job. And in my mind, I'm like critical of the job immediately instead of saying, thank you, (laughs) which has been a work in progress as I get older as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So that, to me, how I'm kind of like picking that up is that's that. Like that is that, there's a work around receiving that recognition as well. Mm -hmm. You've now got to a point where you can recognize yourself and Mm -hmm. now it's allowing the others to also see you for you, Mm -hmm. for like who you are down to your core. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There's so many things on your chart. So, um, so that's, that's the projector vibe. That's the projector energy. Yes. And here's the thing about every single energy type. There's a strategy to approach different people. And like I was saying earlier, the manifestors are the only ones that actually don't need any of us to go. And because you are the guide, you are here to guide us. And you are already doing that through a podcast. You're doing that through your coaching. Mm -hmm. Like you are a guide. Your strategy though, is to wait for the invitation. So again, I have a dynamic similar to you and your partner with energy wise, because I'm a manifesting generator and my partner's a projector. So what waiting for the invitation could look like is this. My partner sees things way clearer than I do. And if he comes in and goes, hey, babe, I want to talk to you about money. Like, da 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 I would be like, ah, like, no, like, no, no, no. My energy is going to resist him. But if he came in and said, hey, babe, like, how was your day? I'm like, oh, my God, it was so good. I opened a business account today. I put some money in it. That's his invitation. And now he can come into my energy with his guidance. Gotcha. So you are like that. You are an invitation. So, so waiting to be invited in to guide people with your clarity. So when I messaged you the other day being like, Hey, Lisa, could you give me da, 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 you can now go, do I want to listen to the invitation or not? And you said, yes. So you're like, yep, yep, yep. Da, 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 da. And that is your guidance being received really well. Whereas if you were to just come in and be like, Hey, Aaron, I saw on your page, you were doing this. And I think that it could go really well with this. Even though we've got a good relationship, my energy would resist you. Right. Right. And is yeah. that, yeah, I don't like doing that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not like your jam. No, it's yeah. not how, yeah, it's not a thing. Just a, a weird example. Like a no, I, I hear you. That, mm-hmm. Great example. Yeah, so even like your family, like because you do, you're a coach. Mm-hmm. And if you're family, I'm sure you see mindset patterns and things within the people around you that totally. you have tools and things that could could really help them yes. <laughs> to really level up like their life and their, in that. But unless you're invited, nope, not a thing. Yeah. 
Yes, that totally resonates with me 100%. I mean, maybe, again, not so much. When I was younger, I would tell everyone everything, like what to do and how to be and yada, yada. But now I... That's what I'm moving through right now. I'm like, I have all these things. I just want to tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's really interesting when you have that uh, knowledge, but not just the knowledge, the experience of it as well. And, and like, I have a whole roadmap of how to get someone from A to B and I, I've lived through it. I I've seen other people live through it. I've walked people through it, but I can't make them do it. So it has to be they need to have, I always call it the willingness. So if someone has the willingness to seek help or ask me a question, I am there for them. That's kind I of- I love that. Yeah. I really love that, the willingness. I'm super interested because it is a decision that they have to make. Yes. It is, it's totally like up to them. Yes. And, and with that, looking at the chart. So for example, if you have you, Michael, uh, your partner- Yeah. Or, he is the generator. So he responds from his belly. He's a yes, no responder. So as a guide, what you can start doing, even though he doesn't, or say he's not like subscribing to the human design thing, you get to now guide him with yes or no questions and he'll be able to go into his belly and kind of, and kind of figure it out because as manifesting generators and generators, we're lit up by our sacral. So our sacral for those who are new to like that space in your body, it's right underneath your belly button or right in your low back, kind of where your sacrum is, that yeah. only triangle above the bum. So we have this responder in our bodies that already knows the answer. No one has to guide us. No one has to take us anywhere. We just have to follow that. So when, when you can ask them questions, it's yes or no. Yes or no will really get them to like the point. And then mm-hmm. he's answering them on his on his own. And this is where your charts can start to really, like you get to use your charts with your people, even if they don't know what you're doing. Okay. So he's a generator, you said? He's a generator. He's okay. a generator. So generators are, uh, they have the vital life force energy. Like a manifesting generator, they do need to be lit up by what they're doing. Yes. So a lot of this... Um, too, like you follow your light and go with it, they light up the world. So if they're in a position that like they feel really good in, they can just keep going. They could just keep going. And because you're a projector, so when looking at the charts, he has the red square lit up and you don't. And what can happen is you can plug into his energy. So if you two are together and he's on a high of something, it's really important for you once you leave that high, or even if you leave, get off the podcast with me today and you're yeah. like flying from my energy yeah. to like not overcommit when you're on our energy high, because then you're not in alignment with your projector. So it might take you some time to like chill out. Right. Okay. How does that feel? You're yeah. How does that feel? I'm, this is hilarious. Cause yeah, no, Michael definitely has an energy and that's, but he's, he's an introvert. So he's not like his, he's not outwardly super energetic in that sense, but he has this like yeah. really interesting calmness to him. Like my mom and I have talked about this so many times when he walks in the room, you just feel better. And, and that was kind of like the moment I looked at his face, like the, for the first time I was like, yes, <laughs> I was like, I need you yes. in my life. Yes. I, you are my person. my person. Yes. And I was like, his so energy good. is so like teddy bear meets like big manly yeah. man, man meets like vulnerable meets he's, he's all the spectrum. So you just feel at ease <laughs> when you're with him. I love it. I love that. And when I'm looking at his chart right now, so there's another aspect to the chart. So if anyone's looking them up at home, when you look at it, there's a profile. 
And what a profile is, there's two numbers on the profile. And this is your oh, innate yes. uh, purpose or gift to the world. And there's six possible numbers with a bunch of, I think, however many combinations that makes. Mm-hmm. And he is, one of his gifts is a hermit. So he does need to be by himself yes. to be able to provide the energy that he has, which creates an interesting one. I don't think I've ever seen a generator with the hermit line. So like that's that like energy, but like the calmness. Yes. Piece. So it's so cool to see that he's in alignment with that. And you guys are picking up on it. Okay, wait, so, so what else is he? He's a hermit. And then what else? What's his other one? The heretic with a five. So he's a five. And what I love this one, it's the heretic, or I like to call it the creative rebel. Like we, I have this in my profile as well. We are like the square peg in the round hole. Like we're not here to do it the same way as everybody else. Like we're here to show a different way. Mm. Um, We're here to, he's here to have a lot of impact on the world Mm -hmm. and just light up people's lives. Like that's like his, he's here. And for him to do that, he needs to have his hermit time so that when he is with people, like he can, he can, he can do that for others. Like people want to be in his energy. Like you've described even before we hopped on today, exactly this. Yeah. Uh, I, that's like so interesting. That's so interesting. So, well, he's an engineer, so he's definitely a creative rebel in his own sense. Like he, like that resonates for me. Like I'm, if he was in the room, he would probably be nodding his head just like I'm nodding my head. <laughs> but that's so interesting. He loves being alone. And, uh, yeah, that's cool. I love it. Cool. And then you have that four, six line. So you're four, six, four, six is, uh, the opportunist, but I like to call it the connector. Like you are here to connect people. Like you really like, you don't really like surface conversation. Like you want to get in there. Mm -hmm. You want to get to know people. You want to know what's up. You want to know the goods. Mm -hmm. Like that's what you want. And then that makes to me, I'm like, yes, you want a podcast. You're like teaching people how to like dive into their inner worlds. And then you're the role model. So the six is the role model for you in your in your second line in your profile where hmm. how the role model kind of operates. And I'm laughing because I know a little bit of your history and I can't wait to see your reaction. <laughs> so role model, you start with the, um, the martyr to the time you're about 30. So the martyr line is another line in a profile. You don't have it, but it's part of the role model. It's try, air, try, air, try, air. Like you're like trying things and seeing if it works. And then you're like dropping it. And then you're trying something new and then you're dropping it and, and you're jumping all around. And then from the time, like again, average ages, 30 to let's say about 50 maybe, you're stepping into your professional wisdom. Like you're stepping into this, like you're getting it. You're, t- you're gathering whatever you did in your first 30 or something years mm-hmm. and applying it. Yep. And like people are starting to trust you with what you're talking about and that. Yeah. And then 50 plus, you're like, like the wise woman in the woods. People are like coming to you for your wisdom. <laughs> you're here to show people what's up. Like you're really standing in that power, like strongly, strongly. Like the old grandma with the mala beads being like, here, yeah. I've got this wisdom for you. <laughs> whatever, whatever industry you choose to be in. Okay. Yeah. I totally feel that. I, I totally feel that. It was almost yeah. like the day I turned 30, the switch happened. I was like, okay, I'm, the, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting this. I get it. It was this massive shift. I know. Well, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this, but I have heard that women start to feel that, uh, that shift that starting to like bring their knowledge, put their knowledge into action and trust themselves a little bit more. Yeah between the ages of 30, 35 men, a little later, maybe that, I, I don't know if that's a puberty thing or like just, well, a, I can, I can bring in a little bit of juju if you want. Yeah. Juju it up. 
juju it up. Thank you. I love the juj. So like when you're moving into uh, when you're moving into the age of like 28, 29, we all go through a physiological like energetic transition, and it's called Saturn return. Oh yes. And mm-hmm. if you go dive into astrology, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, if you dive into astrology, Saturn is a planet of tension and anger, and challenges us in all the right ways to level up our life. Because I feel like a lot of us can relate to a lot of our big breakthroughs came from hard times came okay. from maybe dark times or of anxious course. times. And, and, and we had the power and the, and the ability to step up because we got to this point where we're like, we can't do it anymore. Yes. So that's what Saturn, Saturn challenges us with, with those things. So what happens uh, physiologically or energetically, kind of a mix of both, by the time we hit 28, we've gone through all four seasons of our life. So um, zero to seven is a season of our life, seven or eight to 14 we're learning something different. Like first it's our foundation. Then it's kind of how like, oh, boobies, pee-pee. Like when you get to like your age, yep. like you're learning you're a boy and a girl when you hit eight, nine, 10, you know? Yep. And then 14 to 21, we're learning how to, who we want to be, like how we want to talk to people. And then we're learning um, from 21 to 28, our final chapter, we're gathering kind of what we've done and, and stepping into this career or whatever. So when we hit to 28, we've come all the way around in Saturn's Saturn is at the exact same spot it was when we were born. So it shakes the earth underneath us and is like, is this what you want? Are you in your purpose or are you what's up? So that's, you see a lot of divorce. You see a lot of marriage. You see a lot of kids, no kids, job shifts, this in that period. Okay. So, so then, then we're shaken. So the world gives us the challenges that we need to, to step up into our purpose. And we can either choose to step up or we choose to be the same. Yeah, and just I, keep going and, and and feel that struggle or pain that we might be feeling. I one hundred percent got divorced on Saturn return. <laughs> oh, I was twenty eight, oh. and I was yeah. yeah, totally. I and it's funny. Yeah. Someone actually said, "Oh, you're in Saturn return or something like this." This was bad, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> "I'm like, yeah, it's oh yeah." My girlfriends are starting. Like some of them are a little bit younger. I'm turning thirty this year, and I've been like climbing up into it the last two years and the last two years has been really hard for me and like mm-hmm. I see it and I know what's happening I'm like there's life on the other side yes. and like if you can move through it with this awareness of what's happening energetically it helps you step up and it helps you feel supported and find your communities that get it so I have girlfriends they're like 92s and 93 I'm a 91 they're like I can feel it coming I'm like I know you're not alone like they can feel it. They're leaving their partners or this. I'm like, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. So, it's a thing. so, so af- after that, you kind of are be integrating. So that's 30 mm-hmm. to 35 period. And, and not to say dudes are slower, but tend, they tend to be a little slower than us. So okay. yeah. they, they're like 35, 37, you know, so it makes sense. Do you, does Saturn return again? Like, does it, does it affect you every again? 28, every 28 to 29 and a half years. So like, for example, okay. my partner's mom right now is going through her second Saturn return and it's asking the same thing of her as it did the first round and she didn't listen. So it, we're watching it happen again. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a shake. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's go back. So you, you call, you call Elisa and get her in your awareness program and she can help you. <laughs> yes. This is true. Definitely true. I, I sometimes like for years and years, I would take this type of thing, uh, with a grain of salt. And I, I never dismissed it. I never would dismiss the astrology, the moon cycles. I mean, you and I have had discussions about the moon. I'm like, Oh man, I have such a headache. Is this the moon? You're like, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and, uh, I, I switched. I honestly, Lisa, I had a wake up moment, like a weird, unexplainable wake up moment at 28. 
I was an athlete. I prided myself on that. I was like jock. I, I did. I yeah. taught yoga, but like was very anatomical, like very. And in the last two years, it's been really confusing because I'm mm-hmm. like getting this new language and this understanding, but it really makes sense. So like, you're not alone on that. Like, because we've really mm-hmm. been trained in that, that masculine energy to like, to do, 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 do and not mm-hmm. really feel the other things. And it's, it's a weird shift it is but on the other side the more you settle into those little whispers and you trust your body and you start paying attention to those conditions that you've been raised to the standard in which you need to behave and you start to step outside of that just a little bit it's almost like peeking through the door you recognize that there's a door and then you can peek through like that's how it is it's not like you're ripping the door off and and charging out it's like these little whispers that you can you can listen to or not and then things start to make sense so when human design was brought into my life and spirituality people call it spirituality as well because it's things that are beyond our knowing we can't see it's not a concrete equation right in front of us or a brick and mortar it's it's spirit it's energy and I mean I like to even give people a small taste of it For example, if you walk into a room when something bad has just happened and you have no idea and you walk in, oftentimes you can like sense something like what's going on in here? You can feel the collective energy in the room and just being able to recognize that you have felt a collective energy of some sort going to a rock concert, feeling people cheering at a ball game or like a, a sports game when they're get excited. That's an energy that you, your body naturally just adapts to and like it takes it on for the most part. And so, and it's, Oh, you keep going, but this is a really great, you keep going. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, my, my, I'm almost finished, but that's, those are the types of little whispers and wake up calls that got me thinking about energy and how energy flows through my body. And what am I? And recognizing that I am my mind, I am my body and I'm an energy. And so you, you you see that every living thing on or everything on this planet has an energy to it and if you can respect it you don't necessarily need to understand it but respect that there is something happening there is a vibration our words hold vibrations our actions hold vibrations then over time if you can just hold space for that for one minute you can maybe open the door to things. And that's why this uh, um, um, human design and the astrology stuff. And I know nothing about that. Like realistically, I know 0%. Yes, we're having this amazing conversation, but that's like one small fraction of what is out there. And well, and yeah. I'm able to put my words and you're able to understand it in your words. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it's just different understanding of what it is. Yes, but how beautiful is it to just surrender to the energy that is flowing around us or to the possibility that there is more out there than one plus one equals two or this is how I need to be all the time. It's just really interesting. Um, Well, and I'd like to add just to your, I'm a mind and a body, but you're also a heart and your energy. I would almost think that those are the four walls of your home. Okay. And I, I... I host a podcast, Feel at Home, and that's the reason why, because we are we are four things in one, and we, in this kind of realm or energy, mm-hmm. we, we really focus on our mind and our body a lot of the time. We forget about our heart, and we forget about our energy that's kind of it all. Mm-hmm. So none of us in human design, not one of us, not one, not one, not one, make decisions from our head. None of us. We all have a spot in our body that we make decisions from. Always. Okay. So... 
Yeah, none of us make it from our head. So when I start to coach clients and, and my my business partner will notice this in me where if I'm not listening to my sacral where I make decisions from, she'll see and feel when I take it up to my head. I'm like, okay, but she's like, Aaron, you just brought it up to your head. I was like, oh yeah, okay, bring it back down because none of us do that. So you make decisions from, you have an emotional solar plexus. So you make decisions from your emotional center. And that means you need to move through your whole wave of emotion before making a decision from a place of clarity. Interesting. <laughs> it's so funny. I feel good. I mean, yes. And it really like when I ha- when I'm experiencing emotion and this is, I think this has been my thing for maybe my whole entire life, but in my like awareness practice in the last 10 years, since I've really been paying attention when I'm like pissed off, for example, or like super angry or some, I get triggered I don't retreat in, but I kind of, I kind of do that. <laughs> my, like my mom's always like, talk to me, tell me how you feel. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I cannot tell you. I don't want to. I can't like, I physically like, don't talk to me. Let me process this. Let me feel the, let me feel my feelings. And then I'll talk to you about it. When, when I get to the other side, I am, I, I'm an open book. And that's exactly what I do with my podcast. Like I have to move through it before I can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yes, 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 yes. You have that. So when you're at a heightened state of emotion in any sense, like you're not in a place of clarity. So never make decisions from there. And actually a lot of female leaders have this defined. So female leaders take some time to make decisions because they can, they can really trust their emotions. Uh You're designed to trust those deep emotions. They're here to talk to you, which means in your home, you are the emotional being. Your partner has this center open. So if he comes in and you're feeling something, keep in mind, he's either mirroring it back to you or amplifying it back to you. Can you so explain that a bit more? Angry, okay. pardon? Explain that a little bit Give deeper, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if you're sad or angry mm-hmm. and your partner comes in and he could say, hey, Lisa, like, how was your day? And you could be like, uh, why'd you ask it to me like that? And really, it's just because he's mirroring your your emotions back at you, but you're thinking that it's him. Does that kind of make sense? I hear yes, it, it does. Like, why did you come in and why were you so moody? But really, it's you're the moody one. You're the one that has the, the the emotions. He's not an emotional being. Okay. So it's something to be really mindful of. Or he's picked up a lot of emotion from his day. This is a good bridge to the open centers when we can kind of walk into a room and pick certain things up. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll reel my excitement in. When you're looking at a chart, you can see colored shapes and white shapes. So the colored shapes on your chart are your defined center. So those are your power sources, which means you have an internal source of energy for whatever that center means. So for example, one's emotions, one's your ego, one's your drive, one is your vital life force energy and so on. So the open centers, the white centers on your chart, we're actually susceptible to picking up everyone else's shit. So Mm -hmm. these are the centers that get really conditioned from quite a young age. So that when I came into my Saturn return and was like, I looked back and I was like, oh my God, what did my parents do to me? (laughs) And I was like, because I was looking at all this stuff because I was picking up the way they operated. And it was just so not me, like the different money mindset, like scarcity money mindset. Like they didn't, they didn't actually move through their emotions. Like they didn't Mm -hmm. all this. So I was picking all this and it was stored in my open centers. Mm -hmm. So I had to decondition and there's, and there's ways to actually know when you're out of alignment in those open centers too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well said. Love that. So a lot in- of information. So interesting. No, 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 no. That's so interesting. I, yes. And okay. Continue. So, so what is, where does Michael hold his, what's, where does he make his decisions yeah, from? Yeah. Oh, you said a sacrum. Or so like I was, he, his sacral. So he has, I like to call my sacral queen sacral because she makes all of my decisions. Like she is, I have to wait till I'm lit up by something to say yes or no. Queen sacral. We follow the yeses. We follow what lights us up. Okay. And again, it doesn't need to make sense. So if I'm like doing, I was teaching sculpt yoga, sculpt, like weights, like oops, 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 oops. Yeah. And I did one Reiki session. One, I had never done Reiki before at 28 years old. And it was like, pivot, hard left. People were like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea. I but like, it just made sense. And I did all layers and it, it, it all came back in, mm-hmm. but I had to follow the light. And mm-hmm. if I don't follow the light, I'm actually out of alignment. And that's the same as Michael. So he might not move as quickly as a manifesting generator. Cause I have a little bit of that trailblazing energy in me, yep. but he, he does follow his light. Um, so he responds really well to yes or no. So if you were to say to him, Hey, what do you want for dinner? He might be like, I have no idea. But if you were like, Hey, do you want pizza or pasta? He'd be like pasta. Yeah. And that's interesting because that's how our conversations have actually evolved into yes or no questions. Or oftentimes he asks me, well, for the most part, he asks me questions in yes or no format as well. I don't know if that's what a generator does, but like projectors, he, it's yeah, they people can respond really well. So there's ways of actually aligning with your human design and through social media and that too. So mm-hmm. you'll notice me a lot. I'll ask questions with two options because people receive it well from me too. So yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. But he's totally yeah. a yes or no person and he's like a very detailed yes or no person. I don't know if that's part of a generator, but he like, for example, he likes to know exactly how far something is away. So if we're going to a store, he needs to like GPS it. So he knows it's 27 kilometers and, and 31 minutes. And, or he likes He always asks, when's your exact ETA? When are you coming home? So I have to like open my my GPS and be like, I'll be home at 7.02. And then you mm. both. Oh, go ahead. No. And then another little detail is like, he's meticulous in the sense that like light switches need to be turned off and like things that cost money in the house need to be like efficient. Like the house needs to be efficient. It's a beautiful skill that he's actually teaching me quite a bit about, but it's, it's just these little funny things. I see them as being funny. He's, he's like dead serious. And I'm, so I have to like respect that. And it's teaching me a lot about the way we were raised (laughs) really. And I guess in our human design, I was just going to say a lot of that I feel is conditioning too, Mm -hmm. but you both have, um, a you guys actually have quite a similar chart. Do you have a really good friendship with him? Like, are you guys oh, like yeah. really good buddies on top of your romance? Absolutely. Super good. Yeah. You guys have some really, really cool similarities because mm-hmm. you both have a defined mind. So what that means is it's the green triangle when you do go down into your chart. You guys have a black and white way of thinking. So uh, you two both have the ability to be 100% certain. This is a power source for you. You're very grounding with your knowledge for others. Um, and you're black and white. So if you think one thing and he thinks the different thing, there's no way of you guys actually coming to the same conclusion unless you learn it on your own. Oh, interesting. Okay. So my partner has black and white and I do not, I do not have this defined. I'm like, 
my brain goes 14 different directions and I don't have the ability to be 100% certain. So if I try to be 100% certain, I'm acting out of alignment. So if I'm trying to be right with someone, uh-huh. I'm out of alignment. I'm, a, I'm one that wanders with wonder. Like that's me and that that's my jam. Okay. So I want Keats, that's my partner's name, to get what I'm saying. I know because he's black or white, he's going to have to learn it in his own way on his own time because I'm not going to be the one that explains it to him. He's not going to get it ever. Interesting. So, like, if he needs to be right, I just, this is huge in our partnership. We almost actually, I almost, well, I did leave him for a bit during COVID and human design saved us because we were so out of whack in the way we were operating as a team. And as soon as I was able to drop that, I actually don't need to be right. It was a conditioning I had picked up to be seen in my family. Mm-hmm. There was like, and they being the oldest kid and being a leader, it was like this, it was this very masculine way of leading. And now I'm just like, yeah, sure, buddy. Like, you'll be right. Cool. <laughs> it saves me so much energy. It saves me so much time. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That, that, that all resonates me. with me too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, and you guys, so, so being really mindful, Elisa and Michael, that when you're in conversations that you are a black and white thinker. So the person on the other side, and for being a female leader, you are very open-minded because that's the way you are. And you still have the black and white mind. So just be mindful when you're in conversations because mm-hmm. you might get caught in that needing to be right. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's a shadow side to everything too. There's like, mm-hmm. the, there's the light and there's the dark side of everything. Um, mm-hmm. You both have the defined throat too. So you have a very grounding way of speaking and this way of um, bringing things to life through voice. And you have one way of speaking. I have this too. Like we have a very particular way of speaking. And when people come to us, that's what's up. Like this is how we speak. This is what's going on. Whereas my business partner has it open. So she can kind of shift her words to accommodate whoever she's around and be heard. Whereas, whereas I can't necessarily do that as well. Yeah. Um, are both of you speakers? In what? You power in, to your voice, the two of you, you and Michael? Um, I would say I am. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe in his own way he is. Like, but he is... If asked, he will tell you, he will tell you what is, what it is if asked, but he, he won't, he won't just offer his voice out to anybody. Let's put it that way. I think is the hermit thing. I okay. Think there might be a little bit of that. A little yeah. bit of that. He's a little bit more quiet tendencies in general. He, he's more quiet Which in general. Yeah. I think he needs being with you. <laughs> I think it evens it out. It kind of does. Totally. It's interesting yeah, it's though. Like. I though also need my quiet time. And when you said I need to rest and sleep a lot, like I do need to like seclude and like come into my body and like go into another room or like sometimes I just need to like sit on my phone and game. Like I need to play video games or like totally. Yeah. Go for a walk. And and, yeah, I have something for you too. Cause you both have an open G center. So your G center is the diamond in the middle of your chest. Okay. Now I bring this up because of what you just said. I know your girlfriend group. I know your girlfriend group in Ottawa and they're loud and proud gal pals. Like they, they're, you have a powerful group of women and I bet you some of the women in that group have this defined. So what this means, this is your identity center and your love center. And because it's open, I also have it open. So I totally get it. We can take on the personalities and identities of those people around us. So we probably have a few different groups of friends that we really love to hang out with or a few different friends that are very different, but they all bring something to us Mm -hmm. in in a completely different way. So after you're around a group like that and it's a lot happening, 
it's important for you to retreat. You probably, after a girls' weekend, like, want a game for five days because you have to come back to your energy because you've picked up everybody else's and allowed it to come into who you are. You're extremely sensitive to your environments. Mm -hmm. So if you were to hang out with a group that was, like, drinking, partying, drugging all the time, then you would naturally start to fall down that path because your identity center isn't defined. So it's important you surround yourself with people who are going to jam with you. A hundred percent. I've done all that before. I've totally, I've totally done that. And now I see it and I'm like, er, hard left. <laughs> I am getting yeah, the fuck out of here. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and, and someone with an open identity center, it's really important if you do walk into a space and, and you're like, no, like saying the no and walking the fuck out because and that's the hardest thing to do, but you're choosing you and your alignment over whatever's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that is worth it for me, in my opinion. <laughs> totally, totally worth it. Yeah. Very cool. I do. Yeah. That resonates also with some of even just working with my clients and taking on okay. their energy a little bit and having to... <sighs> I, I feel like maybe Zoom calls and like talking over, like not being in person has helped me to sort of s- not take on their energies yeah. as much as before when I was coaching one-on-one basically and, and teams and being in sport and working with athletes. And it was a lot, it was a lot more difficult, uh, I would say. A lot. And, and you also, the two of you also have open hearts. So it's the small triangle to the right and open hearts, so anyone, and yours is completely open, which means there's none of those black and red spaghetti lines coming out of it, so you, you might, you might have this, you've done a lot of self-work, so I'd, I'd be interested to hear how this goes for you, because okay. this is the open heart, and it's this feeling that you need to prove to other people all the time, and anyone I coach with an open heart, I'm like, it is just a feeling you have in your body, it's not your truth, ever, mm-hmm. ever, 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 and this comes, like, this is a really big one that's conditioned from childhood, of, like, that needing, needing to prove, so some questions I would ask are, who are you trying to prove, and to who, like, what are you trying to prove, and to who, like, where is yeah. it coming from, are you giving a lot of things away for free, mm-hmm. is it, where is that piece coming from, my mom has an open heart, and she's like, gifts for all, I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's reel her in, mom, because she, then she's exhausted all the time, and I'm like, where is it coming from, she's like, I do it from, because I want to help people, I'm like, but is it always coming from that space? Like, I know that you're loving and all this and be mindful with that need to prove. So how does that feel for you with the work you've done and like, and where you're at now? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I definitely have it when you, the second you said the need to prove, oh yeah, I get it. I get pings of it all the time, but I, I, I've been observing that that's been almost to my downfall and I don't want that necessarily. I don't care about it necessarily or as much as I did when I was growing up and I was like an athlete and I was this go-getter world cupper national team gold medal gold medalist. I was like proven. That's all I was doing. I also grew up um, in a broken home where my dad, I was abandoned by my dad as a um, 12 year old and so I was always trying to prove my love and prove myself and be That's worthy a big wound with this open heart too. Totally. Yes. And that is why I've become a self worth coach because I, my worth was just so I needed to prove it a hundred percent of the time. So are you, an, are you siblings? I do. I have an are older sister. Oldest? No, I'm, I'm technically the middle child, but then my dad remarried and had, um, I have like a half brother. Who's younger, much younger. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're the, you're, 
Yeah, no, it's so interesting. I'm the oldest of four, so I'm trying to, like, mm-hmm. fill out, like, the... Because I have the abandonment wound, too. I've mm-hmm. had to, like, really move through that. So it's so interesting to see where it all comes from in all of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, we've all got something. The abandonment wound. So that's... So for... I... It's not like I want to prove to you that you have abandonment issues. Like, it's not really that type of need to prove or be right, because that also falls in line with the being right. It's, I get the pings, like, when I'm scrolling social media, for example, and I get hooked by someone or I get triggered. Like, my little triggers, I, I do get the sense that, like, I want to prove that there's another way. Like, that there's that our thinking is not always linear, that we can, there is another way to do things. Our minds can always, always, always change. And so that's where I like, that's where I get triggered mostly, like in that sense. Yeah. Well, I think it's really cool to see how you take those and and repurpose them into what you're doing on your platform. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool because then you get to take that and move it there. yeah. And it's, it's, you got to catch it when you're doing those things. And it's yes. with you as a, an awareness coach, you know, yes. the first is noticing because sometimes we don't even notice. So it's really cool that you're already tapping into your human design without, you don't need to know your human design to tap into your human design. Right. It's just another tool that we can use. Mm-hmm. And on that, actually, I'll, I'll pull you up to your head for a second. You and Michael, I both have the open inspiration center. So when you're on social media or that, like, you are fueled. Your inspiration is fueled by the outside world. Mm. So you do not have internal inspiration. So those ones with internal inspiration can like just sit and meditate and have 14 ideas. Whereas you do need to go on social media or you do need to go for a run outside or to an art gallery or, 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 mm. or to to kind of get that. So do you ever feel like you're copying people with your offerings? Um, well, yes. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I've never actually put that into, yeah. Words before. And you kind of have this feeling where you're like, you know, you got the idea off of social media or something like, and then it becomes your idea. That's how your inspiration actually works. So you get to pull things and like, filter it through the Elisa straw yeah. and plop out this baby that's completely new, but you are going to receive your inspiration from someone else. Right. And that's I, okay. Yeah. I kind of see it more as I'm interpreting it yeah. in my own way. So like I see something and I interpret it in my own way and then pull it out. So like, yeah. So a lot of it is a exactly. similar messaging, but it's, it's through my interpretation of what I've just read that's, or seen. You just, you literally just nailed it. That's yeah. It. So I talk on my kind of on my platform about the buckets a lot and women ha- be filling up these seven buckets and they're all different colors and that it's the chakras, but the chakras, that language doesn't like work for me. And it's not how mm. the people that I want to talk to. So it's the buckets. So I explain it in these different words in this way that people can learn it. And at first I was like, I'm stealing from like the Bhagavad Gita or like whatever, wherever they come from. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, like, but no, it's, it's, it's just the way we're teaching. We teach through yes. learning from others. Oh, that's so interesting. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, I would definitely get outsourced when I am like totally dead and like have zero creative flow or ability. Cause you know, you know what it's like when you're, when you're writing posts and you're making reels and you're oh, doing in yeah, oh social gosh, media, requires so much attention and creativity. And when I'm not in that creative space, then I do, I go out into the world and like bring my notepad 
<laughs> just jot down words well, and jot down. People, other people don't operate like that. Mm-hmm. Like oh, we yeah. operate like that. Other people don't. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's interesting. So I have a girlfriend who is a manifesting generator like me who has closed and closed at the top and she does it completely differently. She's like, I'll be sitting on my couch with my eyes closed and have seven ideas for new reels about my plants. She's a plant lady. And she like, and I'm like, wow. I don't, that is not me. If I sit in my house too long, I'm like a depressed little like <laughs> corner. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I have to go out. Fascinating. Fascinating. All right. So we're coming up to about that hour long point. Is there anything else that we, I, I could chat about this forever. Oh, oh my God. I'm so fascinated. Around too because I still have more for you. I'm like, oh, there's so much. Okay, I, so I'm going to give one more thing to you. Yes. Um, so you're wait for invitation. He's wait to respond. So he's just a strategy. We kind of went through. Yeah. So every person has a strategy. Um, and there's a not self theme. So there's an emotion in each energy type when you're out of alignment. So for you, when you're bitter, you feel bitterness, mm-hmm. you're out of alignment. So that's an invitation to step back and do your awareness work. Be like, okay, what is it really that this is, this is, is his is frustration. So when he's feeling frustration, you now then get to come in and guide to mm. help him step back and, and do the deeper work. So is bitter my number one indicator? That's your, that's your not self theme. Yeah. And if bitterness is, is not a word that resonates with you, some of the women that I've worked with before were like, was like sour or like, or like, Ugh, like that kind of feeling. Like when you're mm. feeling, like I watch it in my partner all the time. He came home yesterday. He had a, a dude got a, a, a raise or a, a promotion or something. And, and now they're equal. They're equal at work. So kids came home and, and this dude is trying to make a change that he's been trying to make for a while, but didn't have the courage to voice. So he comes home last night. He's like, Oh my God, Troy came in and like, and I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And he's like so bitter because he didn't do what he had to do. And I just had to mm. sit there and be like, I know what the problem is. <laughs> but like, if you go in and tell him that he's like, no. And so if I'm frustrated, I can now like step back and be like, okay, I get frustrated when Keats wouldn't look at me when we were talking. And at first I would just bite in and I would I'd get mad. And then I'm like, where does this come from? And it's really when I was five, I had three younger siblings and my parents wouldn't look at me when they talked to me. Mm. So I wanted to be heard and seen. So like the frustration wasn't actually my partner not like talking to me. It was, mm-hmm. it was a trigger that had been kind of put into me from, from young, young age. So frustration and bitterness for the two of you. Okay. So bitter does not resonate with me. That's the first thing that really doesn't feel when, when I feel out of alignment, the, the emotion or the feeling that I sense is maybe this is bitter. Maybe this is a synonym for bitter is annoyed. I get annoyed. Use that word. Use that word. Yeah. Use that word because bitterness doesn't resonate with a lot of the females I work with. They're like, (gasps) so we have to come up with another word. So if annoyed is yours, that's what's up because you're bitter and annoyed that either it's not happening the way you see it happening because yeah. you see it so clearly yes. or you're bitter annoyed because this person keeps like doing it, bum, bum, bum. And you're like, what? But it's really a mirror. Like what's happening in you that gotcha. it, it, it's, there's a piece in you that's still being activated by the annoyance. Yes. Okay. That, so until like, that trigger not activated anymore, you, there's more work to be done around it. Interesting. Yeah. When I was working with Adele and we, like, I worked with her for 10 years. She's always like, how do you feel? I'm like, I'm so annoyed. I'm like, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I'm so annoyed. I was always annoyed every time. Like I was working through something, it was so annoying. And yeah. 
Interesting. It's that. Okay. Because you already see the you already see the solution as a projector too. Mm-hmm. So you know mm-hmm. the solution, but it doesn't mean you've done the solution yet. Mm-hmm. You just see it. You mm-hmm. get it, and but you're not over there yet. Wow, all of this is so fascinating. Erin, I'll have to have you, you come back. Keep I know. <laughs> Do you have any final questions for me before are there itching things that came up for you or you feel Well, you have just given so much gold and so 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 much fascinating information. Like even if people aren't projectors or gen- maybe if someone was a reflector or just a manifest like all of this mm. is very interesting to learn about and to hear about. So thank you for diving into my chart I'm too excited oh my pleasure I love this I love this it lights me right up to give this information to people who want it so like I was able to use my sacral when you asked me hey Mm -hmm. do you want to come on the pod I listened to my responder and I was like yeah so (laughs) I'm here because queen sacral like wanted me to be here so never apologize I'm like I love talking about it all right so I like to ask two questions to my guests at the end of the show that um I find very interesting. Question number one is, if you could be known for one thing, what would it be? <laughs> what a good question. This reminds me of the questions that I got asked when I was a Lululemon employee. Oh. Okay. Honestly, a dog whisperer. I would Ooh. love to be a dog whisperer. Like, like look with my eyes and the dog just gets it and like comes to me or like sits or like, <laughs> like a dog, like they just put the vibe between it. A dog whisperer. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, and the last question is, what does the world need more of? Compassion. Mm. So much more compassion. Like just people need to slow down and remember that we're all people. We're all doing it. So when you get that road rage, there's a person in that car. When you mm-hmm. get that message on Instagram, there's a person behind those words. Mm-hmm. Like when you get like, there's just, I think that because we've gone so much on technology, we're forgetting that it's still people to people interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, compassion. Excellent answer. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and for this beautiful offering. That was fabulous. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me, Lisa. And I will have, I'm going to have all the links to work with you, to see you, to get to know you, to follow you on Instagram. Your all of the things will be in the show notes. So, and we'll have to have you back on the show. Mm, Please, I could dive into this threefold. (laughs) All right, thanks, Erin. All right, that's all for me today. I want to give a huge shout out to my guest, Erin Shirelli, for coming on the show to talk about all things human design. You have to go and get your chart right now. The link will be in the show notes. If you haven't done so yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow the show on Spotify and share on your social media. Thank you so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.